killer drones that can find you anywhere in a crowd, identify you by your biorhythms. Sounds like a sci-fi movie, right? Well, it turns out they're already in the air and in use by the U.S. government that's been taken over by foreign and domestic enemies. Want to see the proof? You're in the right place. This is the Dr. Jane Ruby Show, and you're about to enter Truth in Medicine. Well, welcome to the Dr. Jane Ruby Show on this Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. They say conspiracy theories are silly until they come true, and then they're not. Well, it's clear that artificial intelligence technologies have been under development for decades, but the COVID scam pulled the curtain back and revealed that the killer is in our own house. It's our own government, and they have weapons that can find you anywhere. Sound crazy? Well, every time attorney Todd Callender visits the Dr. Jane Ruby show, the silly and the crazy get clarified into the reality with the receipts. And I'm happy to say that Todd is back and joins me now. Todd, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so happy that you made reference to the conspiracy theory part. First and foremost, the conspiracy is an agreement between two or more people to endeavor a crime, any plan a crime, and one step in furtherance. And by the way, do you know who the best conspiracy theorists are on the planet? The people that have badges and guns, cops, they, they, that's what they do for a living. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so it's called, pro the theory is probable cause. So I, I, whenever people make mention of that phrase, I just cringe. I think, really, are, are we that stupid? Have, have we just decided we're not going to listen to something because it's easy to, to assign a label? And it's just, it's lazy. It's just lazy. Yeah. So anyway, I'm it's happy a great to be point. Thank you for letting me rant. You bet. No, it's a, gr it's a great intro and a great point uh, that I'm going to use it in the future when people accuse me of it. I'm going to say, well, cops are conspiracy theorists. That's how they get their work done. So anyway, I thought that was great. Exactly. They get, they get paid to be a conspiracy <laughs> Conspiracy is a crime right. by itself. Right, right, right. Okay, so you have lots of interesting information lately. Uh, you do incredible work. You have multiple teams. Uh, we're also before we, we we're gonna I'm gonna say at the outset so people know you've agreed once again, which is wonderful to stay for after talk. So there'll be a a, re, a play of that a day or so late, uh, after the main show tonight. But in this first segment, um, what we're gonna talk about is something really fascinating. Could be scary, but you're gonna talk us out of the scary part, and that is this <laughs> issue that you've been working on uh, with a number of, of good folks called Wide Body Area Network. At first, yeah. I thought, just Todd, the, the audience doesn't know as much as we know most days, so to help them get the foundation, tell, tell everybody what this is and then why it's, I, I think they'll see why it's a concern. But what is Wide Body Area Network? I don't know, but I can tell you what WBAN is, the thing referenced in the materials, that's a wireless body area network. Um, and it's been, there's a standard associated with it, hmm. believe it or not. There's a, a, a standards association. It's been around, and they've been designing um, what is acceptable tolerances for radiation intrusion, amongst other things. 
It's the IEEE. Um, it's the International Emergency Electronics Association or something to that effect, but it goes by IEEE. Mm. And I would really like for people to look this up yourself. And I'm going to read to you for a minute, but look up. This is, there's a standard, and um, it relates to the kind of um, intrusion, the kind of um, signals that our bodies actually send and receive. That's why it's a wireless body area network. And this standard was published in 2012. So take note, it's IEEE 802.15.6-2012. The 2012 stands for when this thing was actually written, meaning that it had been investigated a long time prior to work. And, um, and let me just read to you what it says. Short range wireless communications in the vicinity of or inside a human body, but not limited to humans, are specified in this standard. It uses existing existing industrial scientific medical um, bands as well as frequency bands approved by the national medical and or regulatory authorities. They are talking about the biorhythms and the signals that our bodies are putting out from and things already installed. Okay, hold one second. And, and you, as you go on, yep. they have special standards for kids, taking into account um, the International Convention on the Rights of Kids and the five principles associated with it. So it, it, it is inclusive, that's Agenda 2030, right? It's inclusive of everybody. What it goes to show, Doctor, is something we were talking about a couple of weeks ago as it related to um, a paper that we had discovered how the coronavirus itself um, was hacked as a biosensing device. And I sent that to you, the title of which is The Effect of Coronavirus Worldwide Through the Misusing Wireless Sensor Networks. Mm. And what we came to find is in 2007, the coronavirus was created. as man-made. It's genetically modified and released. Right. A gain of function. The, it was bastardized the common cold virus right. or organism. That's right. It was it was genetically created by man, and it was the installation software, for that matter, hardware, into people themselves. As we um, were breathing this on each other, however it was, this was being trans, um, transmitted amongst each other or injected, as the case may be. Um, this acted as the mechanism by which our biorhythms were giving off information, receiving and giving information, and that's what these standards are about. And the paper I sent to you, so the document that I sent you is, is titled The Effect of Coronavirus Worldwide Through Misusing of Wireless Sensor Networks. This is a group of, of scientists who were involved in the installation, monitoring, transmission, and receipt of, of signals from people's bodies from the use of the coronavirus to, as an installation, as a, as a software. These people were angry because they're... Uh, their wireless um, body area network was hijacked and and it was used as part of the track and trace and uh, and not exclusively. So they set this whole thing up to effectively infect people with the coronavirus, the man-made coronavirus. That tool was then hijacked by others. Um, and now you have a bunch of scientists okay. that are publishing papers, peer-reviewed papers. Okay, let's break a couple of things down. So are, are you saying and feeling confident that people who were uh, I mean, is this, first of all, is this gain of function organism that essentially through what appeared to be a natural flu 
Uh, is it, 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 for those who got ill, is it still circulating? Was it just dropped a few times like in 2020, 2021, when they called it a variant and then they got, so, so are those of us who were, you know, we know we don't have a diagnostic tool, but if we had flu symptoms around the times they say, oh, we have a coronavirus outbreaks, are those, are those of us who maybe also did not take the shot, but got this flu in 2020, are we, do we have like yeah. the first layer of equipment in our body? So it's not yeah. just the in, injected. Yes. That's, we're that's, all in that's this. What we're, we're, we're coming wow. to understand is we are all negatively impacted by this. And by the way, there's empirical evidence that suggests that, that, that we, we all have it in some respects anyway. And the effects of even um, the stuff that was injected into people, we don't even know really what that was. But if you look at, Dr. Mihalcia, somebody that we've done some work with, she's been taking blood samples of unvaccinated people and finding the, the clots irrespective of, the, of any um, introduction of hydrogel into their bodies. That means that we are somehow getting infected with the components of hydrogel. And we have found it in our own research inside of yeah. um, lidocaine, right? And, and insulin and things of that nature. But to answer your question, the answer is yes. If you look at the patent for the coronavirus created, uh, patented in 2007, it actually talks about transmissibility and how this will provide the functionality of W-band wireless body area networks. It's actually in their papers. Um, it's designed for the purpose of sending and receiving information about <clears throat> people's bodies, their biorhythms, and frankly, don't forget um, Mr. Gates and his patent where he, he turns people into cloud computing nodes. Right, right. All I, of this was envisioned. I, I want to make one caveat. Uh, I don't know Dr. Mahalsha's work, but as a cardiac nurse practitioner, I just want to say one thing. In those unvaxxed sure. samples, without knowing other factors, we don't know the background, the medication they're on, the medical sure. history of those unvaxxed people. There are other, many other factors that can cause clotting propensity and disorder. But with that said, people who might have had, you know, that particular gain of function flu, I don't want to call it COVID, but whatever, um, could have some residual from it. And, and this is, I think that should be factored out. You should have arms where you factored out those things. But I also wanted to mention two things, Todd, that underscore your story. The first is that human, you know, we, most average lay people don't understand that we are biochemical. Your heart, is electrical. It's biochemical yes. electrical That's conductivity. Right. So when you say, well, how could they be monitoring me and I don't send off signals, you actually send out a lot of signals and you take in a lot of signals. Right. So we're made to do that. But I don't think for what the, you know, this rogue government is doing. Then the other thing I wanted to mention was please don't um, um, let leave out in your discussion as you roll on graphene oxide and why, I mean, we don't know what's in any shot at any given time, but we know that many people have found it and how that great conductant that is. And does that explain why they just wanted us to get it in over and over again? Take your fourth shot, take your care. You yeah. know, that's, those are my questions. It, it seems to be, there's a few of them there, but let's start with the graphene part first. There's a, a number of learned experts that have explained to me that the introduction of carbon alone into people's body is enough with the right electronic signal to actually make graphene oxide. Our bodies would have the, the base chemicals. It's really a function of the programming. And, and what they're saying is that the mRNA is not in the traditional sense, not in terms of biological materials. It's synthetic. 
It's instructions that are made with chemicals and the introduction of those instructions along with the carbon and um, enough electrical supply to which is what is, is building the graphene oxide because they were very clearly finding it inside of samples, even if they're not finding it inside of the shots themselves. Okay. As a, as a component, they certainly are finding it inside of people that received the shots. So the building blocks are all there, the, and we've already seen it, that the, over and over we hear about self-assembling nanoparticles, right. self-assembling antennas. That's the point. The instructions are given, and we, all of this is being assembled inside of our bodies. Right, and, and, and Fauci actually testified to, the, to use the terminology when he was before the House Energy Committee in 2019 yes. to explain President Trump's executive order, right? He used the term self-assembling nanoparticles. I, I just can't seem to bring the bridge to get, you know, together with the findings that I broke worldwide on the embalmer story that unfortunately got ah. just falsely and wrongly reported in documentaries. But... Unfortunately, I wasn't part of it. But the point of the story is, I'm trying, you know, Mike Adams did an incredible analysis when That's he right. magnified it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. He right. did see what looked like circuitry. We still don't know 100% yes. what the chemical composition is, but we know that it was all metallic and very rare metals yes. that are not usually found in humans. So I want to put that together with our discussion, not to throw in just for the fun of it, but so that we can That's start important. to yeah, tie it together with what you have found. Well, first and foremost, I believe that you're vindicated in, in every way. Um, the, it, I did see Mike Adams' analysis on this, but I've seen others as well. In fact, the, the Dr. Mahouser you yep. mentioned before has also analyzed these and comes to the same conclusion independently that this is not made of organic material. It's inorganic. It's, it's um, I think, silicon in a large part amongst other things. Metals are absolutely in there. Um, and the purpose of it is as an antenna. They're, they're measuring frequencies coming out from this mm. so it appears to us as though the purpose of this self-assembly is to turn people into just what bill gates patented cloud computing nodes that have interactive um interpolarity or interoperability is the words they use interoperability with the 5g system um and there and that's exactly what it is there the signals are being sent and what we're coming to find is that the um the materials that you found, those clots are really antennas. And as we're coming to understand that they were self-assembled oh as antennas to, to be a part, to interact with the interoperability with the 5G system. Holy cow. I hope you caught that. I did get that. And I, I think that's going to be shocking to the audience. Uh, the tricky part is because there were manufacturing problems and temperature problems and evil operating diabolically. Nobody knows what anybody got uh, in different, even within different batches. But Todd, the whole point of this is that you truly believe that these, this evil killing government right now is one of the, they have an objective to, to create, to, to create hyperconductivity among the masses. Yes. Well, as you read through all of these, um, you know, the, the paperwork, these are peer-reviewed and these are instructions, the, the IEEE. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Todd in a little more detail 
about this entire issue of using the masses as a global set of antenna. We're also going to talk about some of the progress that's being made around the world in resisting these awful situations. And just don't go anywhere. But I do want to mention, before we go to break, to up special thanks to my title sponsor, Augusta Precious Metals. This is an incredible company. They're actually number one rated in the country over all the other gold companies you hear about. And that's why I'm with them. They're good people. They're very protective. Uh, your first meeting or two will be purely educational. And there's no rush, no hard sell, or any of those shenanigans. Please call them today at 888-836-1890. That's 888-836-1890. I'll be right back. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Well, welcome back okay. to the second segment. I've got Todd Callender here with us tonight. We just took a short break. And Todd uh, was explaining in the first segment uh, this um, wide or wireless body area network. It sounds a little far-fetched, but the proof is all there. The patents are there. The doctors are finding the proof in unvaccinated, in post-COVID flu patients, and the jabbed as well. So, Todd, let's get back to the, the principle of this is that, that, that human beings are being used, whether we like it or not, in yeah. large groups across the country, across the world, as antennas. Yes. What do you think is the ultimate end game to get the entire well, global as a bunch of human antennas? Well, I think there's a, there's a few. First and foremost, we, we don't have to guess what Microsoft's goals are because they already patented it, and that was to turn humans into cloud computing nodes to harness us as batteries and computers. So that's a stated goal, and Microsoft owns that patent. Um, they wouldn't have invested all the money if they didn't intend to reap rewards. We also have testimony from learned experts that these kinds of signals were designed to be harvested um, and measured and used as debits and credits in the, um, the goal of, uh, of central bank digital currency and uh, carbon credits, that we would be earning and, and paying away carbon credits based on our biorhythms, based on whether we were doing things that the, the World Economic Forum and others appreciated or didn't including eating bugs or working or whatever the case. The FTX trading platform was actually designed to be the first biorhythm trading carbon credit trading platform. Bill um, Clinton and that cast of characters actually came to the Bahamas, and that's what they were implementing. So 
the, the means, motive, and opportunity are all satisfied, Doctor. We have their papers. What's important, what I shared with you before, is we don't just have their papers. We have their standards, you know, and you've taught in, in um, numerous places. You're a PhD, and as you've taught nursing or other um, things in, in your career, I am absolutely certain that you relied upon standards. Standards are developed through years and years of practice <clears throat> and, and tons and tons of data. So in 2012, you have the IEEE that's relating to us all standards as it relates to the short-range mm -hmm. wireless communications coming from humans. That's what it says. I'm not making this up. They wrote the standards. So this technology has been around for a long time, and we see in patent number, it's the U.S. patent 7220852B1, B is in Bravo 1, issued May 22, 2007, is where these people, the inventors, created the coronavirus. The man made it says coronavirus isolated from humans. It was genetically modified, and we come so, to find it was created for this purpose, doctor. Wow. So you've tied that one together. We know it's Fort Detrick. We know it's University of North Carolina, Ralph Barrick. They had to have the bio researchers together with the technical, right? So it was probably That's a collaboration. Right. Like you've got David Martin talking about North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and those revelations. You've got you know, other things okay. connecting up with Michael Callahan and CIA and Wuhan. And so this was not just one place or one thing. This was a much wait, larger project. Okay. So yes, is, wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, there's more. Okay. Is, I mean, is that, I'm always analyzing, is this, is this to get like, like to kill off a big punch, bunch of the population and then leave the residuals as slaves, easily yes. controllable. You're involuntarily yes. becoming a bio, uh, you know, you're a cloud computing node. You're you are a tech slave, right? That's your job. Is they will use you for computational duties, right? In fact, Bill Gates' patent talks about using cloud computing nodes, human cloud computing nodes, for the purpose of mining Bitcoin. That's wow. a stated purpose. And by the way, the the patent that I made reference to, lo and behold, who's the assignee? It has a boatload of inventors. Who is the assignee, the one who actually has the patent? The United States of America, as represented by the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services. Wow. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. HHS, the CDC, is who owns um, this virus. Can, this, um, can I just say something? piece of machinery. So yeah. if anybody had any doubts that your government, whatever this government is, is killing That's you and, and taking point. over the world, this is your proof. Yeah, don't believe me. Um, I hope that you'll post. I hope that you'll post this, doctor. Of course, we'll post it. Um, um, and I sent you the other piece on the, the wireless body area network. Um, not just the standards, but the the funny part. It's not funny at all, actually. But where this you know this group of people who had designed all of this is angry um, that that others hacked into their um, their program. And I think it's it's really interesting. It says nowadays medical sensor technology is essential to every step of healthcare. Wireless sensor network is integrated infrastructure comprising sensing, computing, detecting, tracking, etc. Positioning, um, sorry, global positioning systems. And so this has been further corroborated by Dr. Teresa Long. She's one of my affiants. She, you and her both have given expert testimony in my case, Robert B. Austin. We we filed it in the U.S. Supreme Court, by the way. Um, Yay. And and what she came to observe after we started 
you know, kind of drilling down on this is that she noticed that a lot of the people um, on her post and in other places had these weird rings on the top of their heads. And as we started to dig into this, the, the hackers were, uh, or the paper about the hackers was saying that because these people were being tracked too much, because the hackers were tracking too many people, it had a deleterious effect on people's bodies as seen by, as indicated by the top of their heads, the GPS was can, causing irritation in their can, skin. Can we get some, can we get pictures even anonymously without the faces? Can we get, yeah. are, we, are we working on that? Can we get pictures of the top great of the idea. head? If you it's have one idea. now, we'll put it up on the screen when you send it to me. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, will I mean, that, that would, that, that's incredible. I mean, I'll put that on the thumbnail. Yeah, it's the crown. It's the crown. The crown of the head is how she describes this. And what is and, coronavirus? Corona is Spanish or Latin for crown. And so it, it makes she, perfect sense. And Dr. Long is seeing this in, in military patients yes. that she's examining? Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. And this is, and, and this is the point of the, the paper that I sent to you. Again, I'll give you the title, The Effect of Coronavirus Worldwide Through Misusing Wireless Sense Networks. The point of the paper is to say that because people were over-tracked by this technology, they were developing uh, symptomology for maladies. And then you go through their list of maladies that people are appearing with because they've been used in this fashion. And it's all the usual suspects. It's like every malady that was listed in the, the, the Pfizer um, six-month post-marketing results. Um, everything you can yes. imagine, every malady known to man, it's, it yes. lists them all there. Wow. Oh, wow. And, and yeah. The radiation I, poisoning at the end of the day. Doctor. At the end of the day, but it's much more sophisticated than it, it appears. And, and I've, you know, looked through the, just the abstract of the article in front yeah. of me. I mean, it's much more sophisticated than general radiation poisoning. Let's face it. Um, you know, Todd, the obvious question is, because because we're going to talk, um, about a few things. In the after talk, we're going to talk about the progress that has been made. It's not all doom and gloom. In fact, yeah, you have right. a very you have very strong views and uh, updates for us. But we're going to save that for after talk. But what I do want to talk about in this is is what the first thing people are going to think of is, oh my gosh, what can I do? What can I do yeah. as the average person? I may already have some of the circuitry. Uh, pretty, pretty much most of us might just from being in the, in the environment, on the world, yeah. on the planet. Are, are babies and toddlers absorbing it now if they haven't been shot up yet? Um, yeah. What can we seemingly, do? Seemingly, we all have it to some degree or another. That, that's we what do. we're coming to understand. Um, that anybody that's, that's contracted you know, the coronavirus man-made version at least man-made versions um, sure. was you know was installed with this stuff but the the interesting part is what we're coming to understand was the point of the injection seems to be for the purpose of exactly what you identified it was to give the instructions to build those antennas to to build that graphene oxide infrastructure and all of this is in furtherance of transhumanism and mm -hmm. i mentioned to you a second mm -hmm. before that we actually took our case, Robert B. Austin, we filed it in the U.S. Supreme Court. Why? Because the Tenth Circuit uh, Federal Court of Appeals didn't want to hear the challenge. The question was, hey, do they get to own people? People that got the shots, according to existing case law, says right. that they are owned. It violates our 13th Amendment, and the Tenth Circuit said we don't want to hear it. It's not justiciable. So the, 
this all goes to the, to the point, Doctor, that if we've already been, been modified, are we all a new species? Have they already transformed us and just didn't tell us? Is that why the Tenth Circuit didn't want to address it? Are we all slaves? I mean, what we well, do know yeah. is that all of our rights were taken away with the declaration of a public health emergency. Our human rights were taken away. Nobody got their, their Nuremberg notices, their, their informed consent, amongst other things. Those are by international treaties. Those are guaranteed rights, and they're supranational. They're, they're so important that they supersede borders. They're international human rights, and yet they, they were yicked away like they didn't exist at all. Are, um, how, do, how do the bad guys escape this crap yeah. in their systems? How do they? And I think the answer to that question is, is they're not going to. And, and by the way, the very same people that really? are pushing transhumanism, the very same people who are pushing transhumanism, if, let me put it this way, if, if you were a billionaire and you could buy anything on this planet that you, wouldn't you already have everything you want? The one thing they can't buy is time. And Noah Harari himself says now immortality is within our reach. They want to be gods. And mm. if they're going to be immortal, it's digitizing their bodies. <clears throat> no different than digitizing Oh, ours, so they'll test it on way. us to see who dies, who lives, who's sure. able to tolerate the, the, the maybe conductive clots or whatever else they're testing. But how well, do they Obama protect... Said it himself. But how, do, how does somebody like... Harari or whatever these whoever the gang is specifically how do they protect themselves from being around people that could shed it to them or being in an area where they yeah. could get how do they you know keep it to a minimum until they yeah. get what they want out of it well let, let's let's first remember that Obama himself said yeah haha ha, we just had the biggest um, clinical field trial in the history 1.8 billion participants so that tells me that's how many people actually got the shots um, it wasn't the huge numbers that they that they promoted. What was the number? Um, but secondarily, go ahead. Sorry. What was the number, Todd? He said it was 1.8 billion. This was Obama said that some months ago. In fact, it was probably closer to a year ago. And he bragged to all these pals of the uh, CFR um, and, and World Economic Forum. So they know that this was a giant clinical field trial. So that that kind of makes your point now, doesn't it? How how are they testing this out? How do they protect themselves? The short answer is they've been at this for a very long time, doctor. If they've got standards mm. by 2012, if they've got patents dating back to 2007, whatever their mechanism, their means is, is already well established if they've already got the standards in place. And I don't know the answer to that question, but my, my plan is to find out and share that with the rest of humanity. Right, right, right. So when you see some of these frontline doctors, I mean, you can name them if you want, but you, we all know who we're talking about. Yeah. Some of them who've claimed to have taken the shots, uh, it's hard to believe that they would have gone that far. Um, I, I just, uh, I'm just kind of going there because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to analyze how do the bad guys protect themselves? How do we protect ourselves going forward? And we can't escape the natural conductivity, but if they're trying to soup it up, and then whoever dies, tough tooties, and they're taking notes. I mean, how prolific is this? It's all—it's almost enough to make someone feel paranoid to try to live normally, right? Well, we don't have to guess at their desired outcome because they agreed it. They wrote it down. This was part of the Cairo population, of course, where they said they wanted 7 billion less people on this planet. 
So very clearly, um, they've been at this for a long time, and the plan was to kill a lot. And um, even the mm -hmm. Georgia Guidestones, so, you know, 500 million. We are mm -hmm. other people, you know, part of the World Economic Forum say maybe as many as a billion. One way or another, they intend to depopulate this planet and keep the rest as slaves. Mm -hmm. That much we know. I see. Yep. Yep. Well, wow. Um, we were going to talk about kamikaze drones that are able to use your biorhythm. Now watch this yeah. connection, everybody. To be able to find, hey, I want to find Jane Ruby or Todd Callender in the middle of a field with a festival, you know, in whatever, uh, Montana with, you know, 10,000 people. You showed me a couple of articles, a few articles, and I'm, I'm, we've got them in the show description for anybody who wants to scroll down and look them up, talking about how these are actually in use. Um, yeah. They, is this part of that research that we're, and, and they make it under the, you know, the, the pretext that, hey, we're going to do this to, for national defense, which is a joke. Um, yeah. Todd, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this kind of technology used? Everything else is being used against the, the, the uh, civilian world, not just the military. Yes. Yeah. Talk well, about that a little know, bit. I think first and foremost, it, it's important for people to understand that you know, taking out 7 billion people is no small endeavor. It's hard for the human brain True. to actually calculate how many people that is. Um, that number is a phenomenally large number. Um, and so mm. no small undertaking. And, and that, I think, explains a lot when you look at how the original attack was done by the biggest, um, most lethal killing machine our planet has ever known, the U.S. Department of Defense, mm. by the, the sheer amount of power that they've given onto themselves. The, the frank reality, Doctor, at this moment in time, according to the law in force right now, is the, the World Health Organization has given onto themselves, and our governments have agreed, the, the, the uttering of six magic words gives to them the right to indefinitely detain us, to experiment upon us, and to kill us if they so choose. Um, they've given themselves, and all of that without due process of law. No trial, no judge, no jury. Um, you are suspected to have a communicable disease, and therefore you should go over here, and we're going to treat you with this unknown substance to experiment, whether you live or die, is inconsequential to them. That is what the New York Supreme Court, I'm sorry, the New York Appellate Court just found, I think it was two weeks ago with, uh, with Bobby Ann Cox's case. They admit that this is in fact so. And they, when, as you juxtapose this to what it is we're talking about with these kamikaze drones, what I'm trying to say is the legal pretext is already in place. Right. If they want to execute you, they have given themselves the power to do that. Our governments have given to themselves the power to do that without any due process. So it's by a variety of different mechanisms mm -hmm. that killing 7 billion people has to happen. Not everybody's going to die of the, you know, the coronavirus or the injections. Not everybody's going to die from the 5G network. Um, it seems to me that they redundant planned everything, that there must be 10 or 12 different vectors of death. The only good news out of this is they all seem to be failing, and we seem to be understanding how it all works, which is frustrating their mission. Um, the fact that you and I are sitting here talking is by itself against all odds. It's a three years later, right, Th two or three years later. Uh, vectors of death and we're going to talk about the progress in the after talk so do not miss todd's after talk with me um 
Todd, and, and to your point uh, that it is it, it takes a lot to kill seven or eight billion people, and they don't expect it to happen all at once. So people say, oh, my whole family took the shots, nothing happened. Well, sure, nothing happened uh, yet, and maybe it's yeah. generational. Um, so I, I just find that really, really interesting, nothing's happened yet. I put up a post on my Twitter a day or two ago where I said, reminded people, you have no rights if you go into a hospital right now. And there are all kinds of examples, thousands and thousands. Here's the point of the story. It's got almost a million views on it. People are paying attention. However, there were some naysayers, little few ankle biters saying, that was from 2021. COVID is over. Those restrictions are over. To to the thing about the thing is over, Todd, take it away, fine sir. Yeah, no, they're, they're what do you wrong. tell them? <laughs> um, the, the public health emergency is still in effect. In fact, the one that concerns me most, doctor, is the one where our government declared a Marburg pandemic. There's already been one. Did you know that? And by the way, you know, people can no longer say that, that there is an effect. There's a, a recent study done that one out of four people know somebody who died, either a close family member mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. somebody in their friend group. So the answer is we all know um, somebody who died and we certainly all know people who are injured from the shots. Put that away. Everybody knows that's the truth and people are finally embracing the truth for what it is. Um, But having said all of that, um, the vectors of death are well documented. One of the things I like to make reference to is the cyborg plan that the U.S. military had put into place. And um, they actually did what would be the psychological effect. And so they had hired a bunch of people, including this relatively famous guy from Georgetown University, Professor James Giordano. And he's given some really interesting lectures. And as he does, and I think I sent you a video of of one that he did, perhaps one of his his colleagues, but they actually talk about these kinds of of, um, drones having the ability to target people um, individually, and if it isn't a drone, it's the actual disease that they that's man-made and created to take out this person, but not this person. Mm-hmm. They're designer weapons for designer DNA, and mm-hmm. they can track it. How mm-hmm. can they track it? We just showed you how they can track it. It's our biorhythms are already being measured. Um, people are already putting out these MAC addresses. They are, you know, they're unique. And IBM, we came to find, is very much involved in this. Lisa McGee, who's one of our, our top researcher, has found IBM throughout all of these, these little pieces of information and evidence. Uh, it brings to mind the uh, people that were injected, heavily injected, died one way or the other. And then many people reporting, picking up uh, Bluetooth signals and how long That's would right. that go on? And um, I just don't know where to go with that. Uh, can it reanimate? digit MAC addresses that can they're re- actually talked about. In the standards that I've mentioned to you, wow. the IEEE talks about these addresses. So they'll even know where you are when you're dead. But will they be able to reanimate uh, the whatever the rotting bone and flesh, yeah. maybe? Yes. Or they're going to so try? There, there, there is evidence to suggest that that's true. Um, Dr. Craig Venter uh, is the, the man who first gene sequenced the, the human genome. He's also the creator of artificial life. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, but tell the, us a little answer, bit about it. 
Yeah, well, he, I think it was a bacteria. It was some time ago, perhaps even 20 years ago now, that he created life from scratch. You know, he effectively became God. And um, since that point in time, they, they actually have created immortal and uh, resurrected, I don't know if you can call it life, but reanimated things, both ferrets and pigs. Um, and he's the guy at the very front of that, the, the guy who sequenced the human genome and the guy who created artificial life. And that was 20 years ago, Doctor. So imagine how far they've come now. The reality is they've digitized our DNA. They know as electrical beings, you know, how things work. Mm -hmm. And now the, mm -hmm. the question is, what are they going to do with it? And it appears, according to the papers we found, the patents as we found, is they intend to harness us, which begs the question, you know, was the movie The Matrix a documentary? Because that's where we are. That's where we find ourselves at this mm -hmm. very moment. I don't know what to say. Um, it's just, um, it's it's going to be really difficult for people to wrap their heads around it. I'm assuming that well, the, great, yeah, the, the greater majority will become collateral damage, uh, those who just keep going forward and don't pay attention. I'm not sure what, you know, those of us um, can do. Uh, before we get into the after talk with the progress that's been made, the wins that have happened, uh, how do you keep yourself upbeat? Ah, <laughs> it, you know what? This is the cool part. And I see it, it's contagious in many respects. First and foremost, doctor, you and I are still here. We've been at this together for three years now. Um, and we're still walking. We're still talking. Nobody's had any ability to shut us down. Um, secondarily, you know, it's our belief in God above us. that mm -hmm. You know, I'm not afraid to die. And I know you're not afraid to die either. Our time is our time, but we are actually fulfilling, I think, our mission that we were built for this. And I take joy in that, um, that our job is to help the rest of humanity understand what's happening so that we can all say, no, you can't govern without the consent of the governed. And our job is to frustrate the mission to destroy all of God's creations, because that is the mission. Yeah. And the beautiful nature, I think, of the human spirit, the God created, yeah. you know, the God spirit in all of us is yeah. that even if you enslave us, we're always going to find a way out. Our natural yeah. inclination is toward God-fearing liberty. And so I guess that, that gives me a lot of hope. Um, anyway, Todd, I, I, I know we're, we're, it just goes by so fast. We're at the end of the second segment. We're going to go okay. into an after talk, and we're going to talk about progress and the wins and maybe some suggestions that you have for folks in terms of what they can do uh, if God sure. does allow them to continue like he's allowing us all right now to continue living. Um, so, so I just want to thank you. First of all, let's uh, talk just before we say goodbye to you. Uh, you are now sort of the, the leader, the CEO, the owner of Tr uh, Cloud Hub, which is um, also the father agency for uh, Truth Hub. Just let's talk. Just where can people? They, they should be signing up. I post everything so to my cloud. You are so I do. I Thank do. I just. I just. We're, we're growing it together. So I throw everything up there that I put on Twitter. Talk, talk about that and how can people support and help you grow it? Necessity is the mother of invention. You know when we first acquired the company. Well, first we made an investment. The idea was that we'd be able to use. This Truth Hub technology, we can have instant translation, talk to anybody anywhere in the world. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen at the time that our the founder 
Jeff Brain had died, but we've made mm -hmm. it happen since. The Truth Hub is up and running. You can have a conversation in any one of 72 languages, just like we're doing right now with anybody in the world. And the best part about it is we built it to be discreet. So we actually did this with Chinese and Persian Christians in mind, that if they want to have Bible study, they can have Bible study because it's browser-based. And when you shut off the meeting, there's no record it ever happened, unless you keep a copy yourself. But we're not keeping anything. It's unlike Zoom in every way. We don't want your information. The, the goal is this, privacy plus anonymity equals freedom. So we're going to give you that privacy and, and anonymity because we want you to be free. Um, that, that was God's design. It gave us free will. Mm -hmm. That's part of our mission. And so that's the, the point is we're here to empower you to talk to anybody who wants to anywhere on the planet um, as, as quickly and discreetly as you can with no barriers. We're eliminating the gatekeepers of truth, Doctor. And you've been such a tremendous help in all of that. I can't thank you enough. So oh, Cloud Hub is the platform. Truth Hub is the is the video conferencing with instant translation software. Yeah, thank you. It's and I'm 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 I really have great hope for it because there are a lot of people in France that write to me and say I can't see Rumble because we're blocked. So they'll they'll be Crazy. some of your first customers, and so we've Yay. got to start all doing our shows on there and getting everything up. I've I've got some of it started, but got to get Thank a little you. more bandwidth, but we're, uh, we'll do we're that. We're bringing more. Don't worry. It's a yeah. process, and we're building it, and I'm, I'm grateful to have you as part of the team to build this. Okay. Thanks for all you do. And, Todd, also in After Talk, I'm going to tease the audience. We're going to get an update on some of the military cases uh, as well. That will be a great yeah. uh, because we worked on a couple of those together. So. All right. Yes, we well, have. thank you so much for being here, Todd. And uh, we're not going to wait so long. The next, I say that every time, but time is running away. Okay. So uh, yeah, thanks so much for sharing. We're your, still your time. here, Doctor. No, thank you. We're still here. God bless you for your efforts. Thanks for you know keeping me feeling cheerful. <laughs> so anyway, Bye. great to see you, Todd. That's it for tonight's show. Don't miss After Talk with Todd Callender. They're always super special. And you just won't believe what kind of information we get ourselves into. Have a great night, everyone. Medical disclaimer. The Dr. Jane Ruby Show does not provide medical advice. The information, including but not limited to, texts, graphics, Images and other material contained on this show are for informational purposes only and does not establish any kind of patient-client relationship by your viewing or attempt to communicate with Dr. Jane Ruby. No material presented on the show is intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have seen on the show. Thank you for watching.